When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sustainability is all about continuous improvement and creating demonstrable impact over time. Now, more than ever, the need to act decisively and effectively in the face of climate change is a responsibility we all share. It is essential for those leading sustainability efforts to track progress through reliable, regular measurement. Without knowing where you're starting, you can't set meaningful benchmarks and goals, and metrics are required to assess performance against targets. One of the organizations working to drive positive social, environmental, and economic impact is Better Cotton, the world's largest sustainability initiative for cotton that aims to make cotton production better for both the planet and people by supporting farming communities around the globe to implement and benefit from improved practices. I'm Jasmine Malik Chua, Sourcing and Labor Editor at Sourcing Journal, and joining me today to discuss cotton sustainability successes Goals and the impact of data is Alan McClay, CEO of Better Cotton. Welcome, Alan. How are you? <laughs> Thank you. I'm very well, thanks. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. So climate change is always a top-of-mind sustainability topic for the industry, but it's especially prevalent on the heels of COP27, which just happened. How is Better Cotton collaborating with farmers to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions and climate impact tied to cotton cultivation? Yes. Um, well, good question. As you know, cotton production both contributes to but is also vulnerable to climate change. The Carbon Trust, for instance, estimates that cotton's impact is at uh, 220 million tonnes of CO2 equivalent uh, emitted annually. Separately, we know, and this has also been voiced at COP27, that the agricultural sector contributes approximately an estimated 12% of the world's emissions, which is huge for one sector. Right. But cotton production can also play an important role uh, in mitigation. Also, as part of our 2030 strategy, we're aiming to reduce greenhouse gas emissions per tonne of better cotton produced by 50% compared to a 2017 baseline. We're seeing a lot of chatter about regenerative uh, practices and the importance of soil health. How is Better Cotton working to integrate these practices into your overall strategy? Better Cotton has always had integrated uh, regenerative practices into capacity building. There's no universally accepted definition of regenerative. Mm-hmm. But the core idea is that farming can give back to rather than take from the soil and the environment uh, together. So what we do is we work with farmers to adopt soil and biodiversity management plans that help improve the health of their soil, that can restore degraded areas and can increase wildlife on and off their farms, but on a very local basis. It's important to understand that better cotton, although it's one standard, it really does need to be adapted locally wherever you go. And it's very difficult to have a a one-size-fits-all or just a simple rule about regenerative. More generally, we're currently reviewing our standard. We do that every five years anyway. That's part of our commitment to continuous improvement. And in doing so, we're taking advantage of this um, 
terrifically powerful movement on regenerative agriculture. There's definite strength in numbers. If we're all working in the same direction on issues like regenerative, then we're going to go much further. So I was just at the textile um, exchange conference in Colorado Springs, and one of the issues that was brought up was that, you know, in addition to to mitigation, which is, of course, really important, we have to look at adaptation as well to build resilience because, you know, the way the trajectory of the climate is going is promoting that kind of resilience for the long term, something that Better Cotton uh, is really looking at? Yeah, absolutely. No, resilience is, is it's essential and it's part of the, the virtuous circle, if you like, of developing farmer capacity. Um, th- this is also related, obviously, to um, the other social impacts of improved agricultural practices. Something like 99%, literally 99% of the world's cotton farmers across 70 countries are smallholders. There's a really strong link between the environmental sustainability of their agriculture and the best practices that they can adopt, as in regenerative, and their own livelihoods. So really, they're at the forefront of climate change, and they have the most to gain from the methods that improve both yields and resilience. So to your point, how is the better cotton standard you know, evolving to protect the financial health of those in the cotton supply chain right now? You can't overestimate the sheer poverty that affects literally millions of of those populations. They're not only on the front line for the climate, they're also right at the end of the supply chain for any kind of uh, financial benefits. And and we need to make sure they're brought in closely, more closely to the benefits of having a a global market. There's also a second, second dimension beyond livelihoods that we want to associate with this. Women contribute significantly to cotton production. They take on essential demanding roles like sowing, weeding, fertilizer application, picking, that sort of thing. And that work generally goes unrecognized. So we want to be more inclusive and provide more representation in decision making uh, in order to be able to address things like lower wages, which they suffer from, less access to resources, limited mobility, for instance. Yeah. So let's talk about data, um, which, you know, is a really hot topic right now about the accuracy and the validity of of, of data that's available. How is Better Cotton monitoring and measuring the results of its, you know, initiatives in the industry? And how important is accurate uh, data in in driving positive change? Impact is everything. And uh, data is a prerequisite for demonstrating impact. It's difficult to overestimate the importance of data and especially the importance of data quality. We, when you're dealing with, um, you know, communities that are sometimes rural, sometimes um, very distant, very difficult to access, where levels of uh, literacy are low, where levels of technology uh, are, are very low, then you need to make sure that your data gathering is going to be as reliable as possible. And there's a lot of work that can be done that needs to be done to improve it. But together with our partners uh, around all of our programs, we collect and we analyze millions of data points every year about fertilizer and pesticide use, about irrigation water, about yields, about profitability. We commit to measuring the the improvements in sustainability everywhere where better cotton is produced in order to make sure that we're evaluating the environmental, the social and the economic impact of the of the standard and we also use complementary independent um, assessments and evaluation methods from from external parties in order to try and validate our own data gathering because we're investing quite a lot in digitization 
But at the moment, where the data helps us is it helps us to identify uh, global sustainability hotspots and provide a more granular, more local understanding of the issues for each community. Going forward, going to the future, uh, investing in, in digitization, we're using a cloud database. We're trying to make sure that there's less room for manual error, but that's difficult. But, you know, you can improve all the time uh, in, in, in bringing technology to, to, to provide more reliability. So we know that collecting metrics is, is just half the battle. How are you using these findings to inform plans for improvements? Could you give an example of an action um, taken based on data insights that you've gleaned? Last year, we commissioned a study to analyze emissions from better cotton production or its recognized equivalent. So interestingly, the analysis found that synthetic fertilizer production and irrigation were two of the main drivers. So that data helps us to design the program interventions targeted to local contexts. Second example, we commissioned some research from uh, Wageningen University in the Netherlands mm-hmm. uh, between 19, 2019 and 2022 to look at the impact of the better cotton program in India. What we found was that better cotton farmers in, in the province of Nagpur received around um, 13 cents per kilo more for their cotton than non-better cotton farmers. So that's the equivalent basically locally of a 13% price increase. As you can imagine, for a smallholder farmer, 13% is huge. So, so we, we know that there's been like a tsunami of um, legislation all over the world. As such, there's a growing demand for traceability solutions so that brands actually know their supply chains and where their materials come from. How is Better Cotton responding to this need for visibility? We, we've been toying with traceability from the beginning. And some two years ago, we started, we launched another a new traceability program, partly because of market demand, but also because technology has developed so fast. And there are now tools available that weren't available 10 years ago. We did a recent survey of suppliers in the Better Cotton Network and a significant number of suppliers. And we found that more than eight out of 10 of the suppliers uh, see data about the origin of the cotton they purchase as a need to know in business. Importantly, it's not just about uh, legislation. We think that this is a way for uh, us to be able to deliver even more benefits to the agricultural sector. Ultimately, we will be able to show, uh, and, and not just us, but anybody who's involved in this kind of traceability, we can show how the product is delivering benefits to the farm level as well as, 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 well as to the uh, environment. The second um, dimension that is interesting to to look at is that we, we can ensure that there is reliability and in the integrity of, of the cotton that is being delivered through an incredibly complex supply chain. We've got pilots that are now live already, as I speak, in Mozambique, in Turkey and in India. For now, we're looking at the chain of custody and we're going to grow from, from those learnings into the, into the broader supply chain. Importantly, we want to make sure that traceability empowers the smallholders because it's obviously easy to implement traceability for the um, the high-tech uh, farming areas, which have already got very sophisticated systems to, to, to measure the lint and to measure, in fact, the production mm-hmm. and link it to, to, to the bales that are being sent through the supply chain. And there's a danger that the smallholders will be left outside of this. So we want to make sure that we can use the, the strengths and the power of traceability to lock them in to that global movement towards improved sustainability and improved market access. Yeah, wonderful. I think this is a great note to end our conversation. It's been such a delight and honor to speak with you, Alan. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much. Great to, great to be with you. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.